Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I see you. I see you. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss I See You, which released in 2019. Written by Devon Gray and directed by Adam Randall. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story kind of surrounds the Harper family. Father Greg, wife Jackie, and their son Connor, who have started to notice weird things going on in their home. As Greg, the lead detective, is investigating the cases of boys missing in his hometown, we start to uncover what is actually going on behind closed doors. So this film had a budget of around $5 million. So this was a really fairly low budget independent movie that only grossed about $1 million at the box office. Yeah. However, it did do fairly well at uh, the South by Southwest Film Festival, was picked up, I think, by Saban Films, Mm. and then eventually went to theatres and then to VOD and streaming sites. And has, as far as I can tell, been almost entirely forgotten. Yeah. I was aware of this film when it came out. I saw the title of the film and I just went, eh, I'm going to pass on this one. For me, it just sounded or looked like another teen horror movie with all the trappings and tropes. Mm. And I, I passed on this. I saw it and obviously like I do, I just gave it a quick wiki and thought, you know, that's really interesting. But like you said, nobody's talking about this movie. I've not seen any trailers on TV for it in the cinema um, you know, I've not heard of anybody who's gone and seen it, watched it, and absolutely praised it. But what I always remembered from the synopsis that I read was that it was the same story, but told from two different angles. And so, like, immediately, I, 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 I don't want to say it's a spoiler, but I've got to pre-warn people that, you know, you need to watch this all the way through to the end. If you get halfway through and go, uh, it's boring, stick with it. Because some stuff is going to happen. But there are some immense plot holes as well that I go, ah. ah. <laughs> so that being said, this film is, like you just said, kind of a film of, of two halves. And so I just want to give a quick spoiler warning now that if you if you are slightly interested in this film. Yeah. Because it does have a twist part way through. Then uh, I would suggest watching the film before this review. Yeah. Because the film starts, we're watching this boy um, ride through his town. It's got some really, really nice camera work in this film. And it sets up this boy, you know, he rides down the country lanes. He's, you know, he's off on his own. It's like he is being watched. Um, But then he's taken out. He's like, something takes him right off his bike. Completely. He goes flying through the air in slow motion. So like some kind of poltergeist, evil entity, whatever it is, has literally yanked him off his bike. And then we're, we're cutting to the family home. And like you said, we've got Helen Hunt uh, playing Jackie Harper. We've got John Tenay, uh playing Greg Harper. And we've got Judah Lewis playing Connor Harper. And, like, I didn't actually find anything else um, done by Adam Randall, the director, to make me go, oh, this is what he's done before, and this is what he's gone on to. This, it was, like, this was all I could find that he's done at this moment. But it, he, 
he really did set up well with these three characters, this disorganised, fractured family. The moment the dad sits up from the couch yeah. and the boy's just like, oh, did you uh, sleep on the sofa again? Yeah. Uh, as in not in the bedroom. And he was like, oh, I passed out watching TV. But we also noticed that the, the boy's also got bruises on his face. Yeah. So we find out that he's been fighting in school. We also find out that the reason why dad's sleeping on the sofa is because of a relationship issue with his wife, with Helen Hunt. And we find out that she had an affair and now this family is trying to forgive her and get things back together but they're not making it easy for her and she's trying but at the same time i'm looking at helen hunt and i'm like i don't know what it is you're emoting i'm so sorry i have to bring it up like i understand people get plastic surgery and people want to look as attractive or as you know fashionable or as i don't know as young as possible but it is so distracting because now, okay, granted that her character is is been through some emotional turmoil, still is. Yeah. And we see her heavily medicating throughout the film, taking these pills. But so when she has this starry-eyed, looking-off kind of reaction to stuff, I'm like, I don't know if she's trying to emote. I don't know if her face isn't is going to enable her to be able to perform the way I she used to. Yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But at the same time, I I think that works for her character as well it maybe does. maybe does. helen hunts like yeah okay she doesn't look as great as she did possibly when she was in twister you know um but now as this kind of middle-aged woman who's gone through a rough time with her marriage you know i am getting it from her character because strangely enough the film doesn't focus on on them all the time like we are like the dad is the lead detective for a case in their hometown we don't know where they live like like maybe i missed the town's name or at some point but we just know that the the dad is the head detective he's got a partner and that this boy that we saw at the beginning of the movie is just one of many other boys that have gone missing over the years now 15 years prior to present day where we are now other boys had gone missing and the the, this detective like greg had and his partner had captured a guy back then and he's in jail so you're like oh though that's the main focus of the movie not not the wife and the husband struggling through whatever relationship issues they've got because like she comes home doesn't she and she finds the um the uh the, like cable repairman is in the house or the air conditioning repairman and he goes oh uh your daughter let me in and she's like but well, we don't have a daughter well it's too late because he's already left at that point yeah and so she's just sat there like have i taken too many pills did i take the right pills this morning well, all of... i don't know because instead of chasing him out the door and going hey wait like i don't have a daughter <laughs> who let you in she just stands there like oh well she's also confused as well because <laughs> all the silverware is missing right well, it's not the first thing as well, because her favourite mug with the flower on it has yeah. also gone missing. And of course, so she's blaming the son yeah. because she thinks it's his way of lashing out at her for, for having this affair. And uh, so we're like, what's going on in this house? Something is doing something to this family. And of course, you see this beautiful array of family pictures going down the, the, the banister stairs. Yeah. And at one point, we see the characters, as we see them several times passing by them, we notice that one of the pictures is now missing. Yeah, it's just a frame. 
And so it's like, other than getting the feeling like we are the ones that see the family, we're watching them, we also get the feeling there's something else. You're looking in the whole frame because yeah. there's something else in the room with them that's toying with this family. And so I was like, how is this haunted house got anything to do with the with the serial killer or the copycat killer that's going on now yeah i'm like is this a ghost of one of the victims come to the detective's house yeah because like i said it just seems like this it seems grounded in reality but then all these weird strange things are going on and you don't get too much information about what's happened to these boys that have gone missing you just know that like we said, they've, they've gone missing and that Greg is investigating it. There was a calling sign, which was like a green Swiss army knife. There. Yeah. Yeah. And and we also get to see like uh, Connor um, come across the idea of fogging. Now, this is where the movie does take a bit of a, a strange twist because we're introduced briefly to Todd who is uh, Jackie's toy boy, who wants to start up the relationship again. And he gets hit in the head by a cup, which falls from the roof of the house. So Jackie takes Todd into the house and takes him into the basement and, and covers his he uh, head with bandage, says that she'll take care of him, um, but she's got to take Connor to school. So then when she takes Connor to school and comes back, Todd is now dead in the basement. He's been attacked by somebody wielding a baseball bat and so you're like oh right so it's a poltergeist now the ghost is carrying a baseball bat <laughs> well it's yeah, manifesting itself <laughs> and jackie then has to go to greg and explain the situation to him about how she's got this dead body it's the guy that she had the affair with she doesn't know what's going on and she starts to have a bit of a, a breakdown so which of course the dad yeah. is like no you do not get to do this right now yeah like you've just the guy that you had an affair with is now dead in our basement <laughs> and he's just like you of course we're, like it's going to be our son that's done this yeah yeah so uh like there's nothing we can do to protect him after this so uh we need to bury let's the body. hide the body yeah it's just like whoa this film took a turn didn't it yeah <laughs> So, so they bury this body and and when they return home, they find their son tied up and gagged and kind of drugged in the bathtub. So then you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Cutting then to Alec and Mindy. Alec playing, uh, played by Owen Teague and Lyde Barrer playing Mindy. And these are two homeless people who move into somebody's house, you know, big houses in America, and hide in the attic spaces and the cool, cool sport, uh, spots between the walls and basically live in the house. And this this is a, a real sort of phenomenon that, yeah. that, that people do. Yeah. Uh, there's weird reports and stories of people catching froggers living in their homes. And, you know, uh, she goes on to explain because she's filming it all. She's like making a documentary on the frogging yeah. lifestyle. And she explains that they're called frogging because they're like frogs and they, they leap from pad to pad, yeah. essentially from house to house and try to... She explains that they try not to disturb the lives of the houses that they're in, but will hide in the attics or the basements or in spare bedrooms, which is a bonus. And then when the families are out, they'll eat their food and enjoy their homes and then hide again when they return home. Yeah. I'm like, it's such a weird thing. And it's also, if you live in a large house on your own, you're going to feel the weirdness oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. somebody is watching you. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I immediately got that feeling because, like, you've seen it. You've seen the phenomenon in the news and in certain films that we've reviewed as well. And what this film has done really quite well is it's done half the movie with these people in the background. But you don't know that until you realise, until you're revealed to it. And now you're seeing that first half of the movie again, but from now Alec and Mindy's perspective. And it turns out that Alec is the one fucking around with everything. He's the one taking the pictures. He's the one messing with the dad and pissing on him while he's in bed, which is a great scene. You know, he's the one who's, uh, uh, like, he, he threw the cup yeah. at Todd. Now, did, because I, I like, there was a scene that almost took me out. When he's standing over the dad and pissing on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, how is he not waking up yeah, from this? Yeah. And I was like, now, I was trying to remember, is it one point, I think he messed with the drugs, with the with the tablets, and put them in the water, or did something? I don't yeah. know whether he also fed them to Mindy, the girl that he's with. I think so. Like this, Because he's like, you've got to stay hydrated. And I'm like, is he spiking their drinks and stuff? I don't... Well, well, this is this, because... The film, like I've said, there's there's what you consider maybe major plot holes or maybe just well well written sequences that you don't need to understand too much. But it's like Alec has planned to be in this house um, because, like what like I said, once we got into the part where he's kidnapped Connor, Mindy has seen Greg kill Todd in the basement. And so we see that sequence all over again. We see uh, Greg hit Todd with a baseball bat and then the wife come back, find the body. And so it wasn't the... Alec and it wasn't a poltergeist or a demon. It was it was the dad. It was who, the dad. Who killed the guy who was having the affair with, her, with his wife. So it's like, I mean, this changes everything all of a sudden. Because I was like, because he behaved in a certain way yeah. that would really not imply him... It, 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 like, like I've been suspicious about the dad for a bit because it just, it just, like I knew what there was something, something up with the wife. Honestly, it was only in retrospect when the reveal when occurred that I was just like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. their relationship, it kind of makes a bit more sense now. But then again, like, like for me, like, like you can be angry at your wife, but then you, there is just dodgy, dodgy behavior, you know. And the dad just gave me off some vibes that made me say, I need to know more. What's going on with you? And so Mindy uh, goes to call the police and is confronted by Alec tying up Connor. And so she's like, you're crazy. You're messing with them. I can't do it. And he accidentally knocks her down the stairs, takes her body, hides her in the back of the car. And he's got this whole plan to escape. And then the mum and dad come back. They find Connor tied up. The dad sends Jackie and Connor off and then he gets into the car and he drives out into the middle of the woods with Mindy's body in the boot. So Mindy wakes up and comes across this trailer in the well, she first she finds all the green pocket knives. Yeah. Which, so she's aware that Greg is somehow connected to the kidnappings of all the children in this town. And she comes across the trailer in the middle of the woods with the two missing boys in there. And so to you, the audience, it's revealed that Greg, for whatever reason, is the child kidnapping, psychopath, killer, pedophile, whatever that the movie's been trying to sell to you since yeah. the start of the movie. Now, I think the film did a really good job of making you root for the dad character. Like, automatically you're sympathetic with him. Like, he's in law enforcement, he's trying to catch serial killers. Yeah. 
you know, good. Yeah. He's he's staying in his family home after his wife's cheated on him and he's sleeping yeah. and roughing it. Yeah. But he's willing to forgive her and, and get the family back on track. I'm yeah. like, I root for this guy. He's doing all the good things. So yeah. I didn't really, I, w- I wasn't really aware of the signs of the shadiness or the weirdness. But it was only in retrospect that I'm just like, why was she having the affair in the first exactly, place? Exactly, yeah. You know, it's all the stuff we don't get to see. Yeah. And that's why yeah, I yeah. like the idea of the film going, well, let's see the film now from the other perspective and see things and that's when you realize like there's the scene when the dad is in the house and you know he thinks the killer's in there yeah uh, and he's going around with the gun and you're you're rooting for him and when we see the killer in the background moving up behind him well they said alex not the killer though is he no but but that's the way we're positioned to see it and so then when we see it from the reverse and we know now that the dad is the killer yeah yeah Alec is the guy in the frog mask. Because the dad brings Mindy back to the house. Because um, he finds the video camera. He finds the evidence to prove that they've been hiding in his house and living among them. Which obviously he's really fucking annoyed about. Because well, he's a serial killer. He doesn't yeah. want to get busted. And he, t- he takes Mindy home. And then he shoots her. Kills her. And gets a gun. Shoots the, around the room to make it look like a home invasion. And then his plan is obviously to capture Alec. And I really like the way this ended was because like they fight and scuffle in the dark and Greg gets the upper hand on Alec and then as he goes to well he stabs himself in the shoulder and then as he's going to kill Alec Alec has got up got the gun pulls off his mask and Greg the the actor John Tenet playing Greg immediately shows this kind of remorsefulness like he's upset like he knows this is it this is the end he's in shock looking at Alex's face and Alex like I know who you are so immediately I was like Alec planned this yeah he planned to get in this family's house he he wanted this confrontation with with Greg and he shoots him so then the police turn up and his partner turns up yeah his partner turns up and we'd been briefly little bits throughout the movie seeing the partner dealing with all these different things going on in this investigation that's coming back and he looks at Alex's face and Alec uses the partner's name he says to him like hi you know spits or I think it's spitits or whatever <laughs> and the partner recognizes him and you get that really great kind of bird's eye shot of him being yeah. wheeled out of the house out after the he's house. been shot down it's and i'm just like is he dead is he alive i mean he's sure if he was dead he'd be body bagged right yeah, so yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. he's probably still he's alive probably still alive um but yeah we flash back to because there was this, this you know in the back of my mind i was like well what about this this um this house in the woods that magically disappears that no one can ever find you know the serial killer's lair yeah and we find out in this flashback that the dad was was paying off these kids to make up stories or to give cover stories to you know not in you know in, not frame him as the killer yeah. so these kids kind of knew who it was but kind of got paid off well this of. well this is it the movie like shows this final sequence of greg coming across a young alec and his friend who we had seen previously in the movie as well who'd had a bit of a breakdown and so you get the idea that Alec and his friends survived, you know, their encounter with the kidnapper or, you know, the film doesn't really explain what the kidnapper murderer does so that Greg would know the information to then infiltrate the guy's house. I, like, what do you think? Like, I don't know, because, yeah, they ended up framing. I think I think 
Greg used the kids to help cover up his identity and frame this other person. Yeah, yeah. And then in that time, he stopped the killings. Yeah. Until recently when... You know, the killing started up again. Yeah. Um, that's when Alec then decides to try and bring him down. Unless it is all a coincidence, in which case, bad writing. Yeah. But I, I kind of think that he aimed to, to want to, to expose him. Well, maybe not. I think I think Alec <laughs> was so confused. He didn't know what he wanted to do, but he wanted to mess with him. Well, like his head was messed with, possibly. Yeah, that's it. Was his head messed with him, and that's why he's living on the street. But it just so happened that when they moved to the house, he recognised... Greg yeah. in the photos, and that's why he was taking out the photos. Like, what, what really then is that any connection to Jackie's character having the affair just to have Todd killed off so that we know? Gre- like, that is a cool reveal halfway through that it is, Greg yeah. is the killer because he killed Todd. But then why was he... Like I, like, I did like that bit where he kind of just walks out to his partner and goes, oh, yeah, I found this. Like, I've just killed this man. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's no empathy in me at all. But what's pushed him to that point? He even says it to Alec. Like, he tries to explain and justify his actions. And Alec goes, I don't need to know, and shoots him. Right. And I'm like, I need to know, motherfucker! <laughs> oh. Well, Ian, what were your favourite scenes from the film? Um, I had a, a, a few. Like, I really liked the sequence where the dad's in bed and the blanket just kind of gently gets pulled off of him. And you're like, ooh, this is kind of the point where you're still kind of thinking it's supernatural. And you're like, ooh, that's kind of creepy. Um, and then later on, you see the same shot again. Quilt gets pulled off him, but it's Alec pulling it off. And then he stands on the bed and pisses all over the dad. So when the dad wakes up previously and you're like, oh, it wasn't him wet in the bed. Um, I really liked some of the shots with Alec and the monkey mask. Right. You know, the way he kind of would appear from the darkness or the way he would look. Um, it's that moment when uh, Helen Hunt's like looking and she, you see the, the shape of the mask under the bed and you're like, oh, it's a weird thing. Yeah. We didn't realise that was actually somebody laying there somebody. with the mask on. Yeah, yeah, in the darkness. Um, I, I, I kind of like the cool twist, you know, midway through where they're like, oh, yeah, we're living in the house. It made me unsettled in my house thinking, oh, I need to go check some rooms and some corner spots just to make sure there's no fucking hobo living in them. Um, yeah, like... Like I've got some major issues with the potholes, but I'll get to those. Sure. You know, for me, I, I found it very difficult to pick any one scene in this film that stood out to me. Oh, right. Okay. I honestly think the whole film was of um, of a quality mm. that was consistent throughout. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there was no grand performance that stood out. Yeah. There was no grand camera movement or edits or special effect or... Anything like that that makes me go favorite moment in the film? There isn't one for mm. me. I honestly, though, still enjoyed uh, the entire the entire film. I guess if there's any scenes that I enjoyed the most, it would be the relationship between Alec and Mindy. I thought these two actors were the highlight of the film. Yeah, he was. You know, we could tell that there was something quite off with him from the get go. The fact that these two characters didn't really know each other very well, but she's from word of mouth, been told that she can trust Alec. Mm. And then watching him continuously mess things up for her, yeah. where she's just like, look, we do this by the book. It's, it's not fun. You know, this is a way to live. And we respect the houses and the people that live in the houses that we are stealing from, essentially. Um, so I really liked the interplay between them both as things deteriorated to the point where they ended up fighting. And yeah. she, of course, ends up getting knocked out. Uh, but I really enjoyed that 
second look, I guess, the, the perspective change on the house and then realising where the silverware went, realising where the pictures went, and uh, I just thought that that worked really well. So, not really a favourite scene, but, mm. you know, just after the twist, watching these two characters, I guess it was just a... Uh, it put all together, all, all the ghost stories, all the poems, yeah. all that paranormal stuff goes out the window, and then you're like, okay, so now where's this frogging story and serial killer story going to go? Yeah. And... Because of the writing, because of the history with the characters, I don't think it's too much of a contrivance. Uh, I think it kind of makes more sense this way. And so I thought it was actually pretty clever uh, writing here. Uh, so yeah, no real favourite scenes, which is odd, because I, I kind of enjoyed the whole film. <laughs> Ian, do you recommend I See You? I do recommend it. Um, but at the same time, like like the music was really good, the camera work were really good, and just everything worked. But there were just some major plot hole moments that, like looking back on the film, I can go easily just go, oh, I don't need it, you know, because the movie is kind of self-contained. Um, but then at the same time, when I do think about the movie, I keep thinking, oh, but why this, and why is it like that, and you know, I. I needed to know maybe more about the cop as the kidnapper and the killer and whatever he is and how his connection is to Alec and how he's managed. You know, why did he get married in the first place? Was that all? Was he doing it before he got married or after? Did she cheat on him finding out because he was off doing these things? How long did he stop for? Who's this guy that they put in jail? How long has his partner not figured this thing out? Why? There are so many questions, but then I don't know if that's a bonus of the movie for giving me that or if it's a letdown so Helen Hunt still is just phenomenal regardless if you can see her face move or not um like I said the the guy playing the lead detective the husband he played it really really well and the actors uh, and actress playing Mindy and Alec were just they made the, this whole story kind of work so I totally yeah think people should check it out for sure I will be recommending I see you I really enjoyed this slow burn mystery thriller with its plot twists and supernatural atmosphere. This is a film that I'd passed on watching before, so really glad I got to see this low budget suspense film that had me interested in the family dynamic, the serial killer plot, and the haunted house. It was such a bizarre genre mix up, I was invested in how it all connected. The script and story was excellent and the film was really well executed with great pacing, editing and cinematography. I thought the music was suitably creepy, really built up that tension and mystery as the film got darker during the narrative reveals. I thought the acting was so-so all round, no standouts other than liking the Mindy character played well by Lieb Bearer. Helen Hunt was also fine, and the family portrayed the fractional, dysfunctional drama fairly well. All in all, this is totally worth a watch. And I think it will also be best not knowing about the plot beforehand, so you can really enjoy the twists and turns as it plays out. It's a really well done, well made mystery thriller with quality filmmaking. It was clever, engrossing, and a welcome surprise. I'd say give it a watch. True evil hides in plain sight. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.
You don't understand. When I was a little boy, I don't give a fuck. 